We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, Patrick Mahomes wraps up the MVP I guess Nathaniel couldn't hack it, and the Chiefs' D gets hard versus Seattle. Special guests include Vinny Pasquantino at 10.30, Aaron Ladd at 11, and Nate Taylor at 1. Now a man who missed me missed me, so now he's got to kiss me. Alex Gold! Oh, what's going on, man? What's up? It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. I, I was a going to give you a little bit of hard time for sure. Uh, you forgot how to work the board, it sounded like. Didn't forget. Forgot how to, to push the buttons properly to get us rolling, to get the intro going. It's good to hear from you. Good to see you. Alex Gold, Nick Schwartz with you. Fresh off a long trip from Germany. Congratulations. I just want to say it again, so thank you for coming back. But I was, I know... Yeah. Yeah, I was a little worried you weren't going to make it back. I was worried you guys were just going to elope and maybe never come back for a long, long time. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, our listeners um, wanted to wish you congrats last week. Hope you got those kind messages from all of our listeners at text I, line already uh, saying swiftly, congrats. Swiftly disregarded all of them immediately. That's kind of rude, actually. Well, of you. no, it's not because you got you guys were doing that at like nine o'clock at night where I was at. Well, yeah, 10 o'clock at night, I've been dr- drinking heavily at that point. So when I see all these messages, I said, I don't know what this is all about, but I know it has something to do with Cody and Alex. So I'm ignoring it. That's what if it was, what if there was, did you see the messages or did you just ignore every single one? Like, did you see them? At I all? saw one. Okay. Did you see mine? Didn't know what it was. Uh, I don't really remember, dude. Mine was more, hey, congrats, Nick. Uh, picked the perfect spot to do it, man. Did, did you wait? Did you did you like tweet that at me? Or did you text me? I tweeted that out. I don't remember what it was. I didn't really text you. The, at all. I just here's what I remember: the night you did it, I was heavily inebriated <laughs> because we'd already had dinner. You know, we'd, we're drinking before dinner, drinking at dinner after, and I get all these. And then one person who I knew messaged me, and I said, "Is this something with the show?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I said, "Okay, well." Now I know to just ignore every. If it wasn't the holiday weekend, and hope everybody did have a great Christmas, happy holidays to everybody as well. Uh, I, I wanted to have multiple people, including listeners, actually record congratulatory messages for you and play them on the show today. That did not happen, fortunately for you. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> but I thought glad that could have been thought that could have been fun. Uh, it is good to have you back, though. We'll, we'll get caught up with Nick a little bit. We'll try to catch Nick up on what he missed. I, I don't know if he, for all he knows, the Chiefs have lost a couple games in a row. For all he knows, the world is is falling apart. The Chiefs are falling back to the three seed. So the Chargers are sneaking up on the Chiefs. He doesn't know any. He hasn't been paying any attention for the last two weeks of the Chiefs. Well, the one thing about Europe that I think a lot of people don't know is that they do have internet access over there. <laughs> okay. Wow. But you you told me you didn't you didn't really you don't know what's going on with the Chiefs right now. I mean, I do. I just have questions. Okay. So we'll get to Nick's notable notes later on. I'm guessing, yeah, we'll we'll try to get you caught up on that. Aaron Ladd from 41 here in town going to join us in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, I'll be honest. We didn't think Nick was going to be here today. 
We'll get to the travel mess that's going on in this country during the trash of the day. What a disaster. Multiple airlines, one in particular, but multiple airlines are having. Uh, But Aaron Ladd, looking forward to having him in studio in the 11 o'clock hour today. Nate Taylor in the 1 o'clock hour, as always, on a Tuesday. Uh, There is quite a bit to get kind of caught up on. We'll have some fun throughout the show, as always. Cody's out for the week. And then next week, it'll be the, the first full week of the show together in, like, it feels like a month, but I think it's really only, like, a week and a half or, or two weeks or so. Um, but the, the game on Saturday against Seattle, it does feel like ages ago. It feels like that was a week ago in its own right. But that was on Saturday. And I don't know about you guys, but this is the, the, the best I felt after a win in over a month. Maybe you don't feel that way, but I, I, I do. Because think about the last time the Chiefs won a game and you felt, all right, all right, I feel, I feel good about kind of everything that happened for the most part in a the game. There wasn't really too much to be critical of. The last time I felt that way was the Chargers win. Remember that three-point win the Chiefs had over the Chargers? That was before the Chargers have got on this run that they're on where they clinched a playoff berth last night. But number one, it was the best the Chiefs defense has looked in five-plus weeks. At Seattle, I understand. It doesn't change my opinion overall on the defense big picture yet. I don't suddenly think, oh, man, they're just going to shut people down. now. No, of course not. But the Seahawks... They're trending in the wrong direction, but they were a team that we had acknowledged looked like a playoff team, a team that is still technically in the playoff mix in the NFC side, even if they have a, a, a challenge ahead of them now because of their inability here in the last three weeks to perform like a playoff team. So, yeah, I understand it's Seattle, but that game on Saturday gives you at least some hope that the offense is capable of reversing course, right? Stopping the momentum that was trending in the wrong direction, which was, oh, man, this defense doesn't feel like doesn't feel like they're even giving you much optimism heading into the postseason. That game on Saturday, Elise gives you a chance of not feeling like it's going to be a disaster defensively come playoff time. Right, they're going to get the Broncos on Sunday. We'll get to Denver in a little bit, and the mess that's going on and continues to go on now with their head coach being fired and after giving up 51 points for the Rams. And then the Chiefs will wrap up against a Raiders team that – continues to blow opportunities that they've had. The latest was to the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple nights ago as well. But this defense, when they wanted to commit to something, which I understand if you look just box score watch and you didn't watch the full game, you see that Kenneth Walker had over 100 yards and you're like, wow, that's not good enough. If we all watched that game, we know that it was really the final drive or so of the game. There were all of a sudden Geno Smith's stats looked more impressive where Kenneth Walker's stats more, more impressive. The Chiefs really held Seattle to three points up until the final two and a half minutes or so of that football game. They committed to stopping the run. It was nice to see their commitment to something, and it worked for 95% of that football game against Seattle. So that was the first reason why it was the best I felt after a Chiefs win since the Chargers victory, which was like on November 20th, so over a month ago. And we'll see where you guys are at on this as well, as always, on the J Southland Toe Service text line, 913-586-7610. The other thing is the streak is finally over when it comes to Chiefs offensively turning the football over. They were on a nine-game stretch. They were on a nine-game stretch of turning the football over. We know still turnover differential-wise, they're as bad as just about everybody except for two teams right now in the NFL. They were worse turnover differential than the Texans were heading into this game against Seattle, but to get through a football game finally, or offensively, it was a clean slate. There wasn't a random fumble by a wide receiver or tight end. Of course, there wasn't the interceptions that we saw a couple weeks ago that Mahomes threw against the Denver Broncos. So to, to get cleanly through that, hopefully snap the streak, I understand you are what you are typically at this point of the season, turnover-wise, like it's not just bad luck anymore. 
That's what we said even last week, and I still don't think those were fluky turnovers. But again, seeing that it is possible for them to have a turnover-free game, something we hadn't seen in nine-plus weeks, and really all three phases. Because when we were going through the biggest concerns that we've had uh, heading into the postseason, I still think they are concerns. It was turnovers, defensive red zone defense, uh, and special teams. Special teams had a clean game. I know that some of the punch you can really want to nitpick. Okay, he was kicking a, an ice brick out there. Tommy Townsend was. That's Pro Bowler Tommy Townsend. Nick, yeah, the, two times, the two times we mentioned on the show, vote for Tommy worked. He's all, a, he's a Pro I Bowler, know, All I know, and maybe I should save this for later, but <laughs> all I know is there was a former washed-up Chiefs punter who was oh, taking yeah, to social that. media mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to criticize a Pro Bowl mm-hmm. punter in the prime, not even not even in the prime of his career. I got you know what this show. I'll, I'll speak on behalf of this show right now. Uh-oh. We have a feud, a public feud now with Dustin Colquitt. What? Yep. Yep. <laughs> what is this? You missed all that last week. Yeah, no, you, I didn't. I don't miss when something you, happens with Tommy Townsend. I don't miss it. You missed that last week. Dustin Colquitt was on the morning show. He's a he's a bum, friend. He's friend. Bomb <laughs> ass punter. Why are you calling him that? Because he called out Tommy Townsend. He was trying to tell Tommy Townsend what to do. I, I do if, you wonder, were, if, Tommy, if Dustin Colquitt was any good, by the way, he'd still be punting because that's not really a job that requires you to be young. If he was any good, he would still be punting in the NFL. He's washed up. He's a has-been. And wow. so now to cling to relevancy, he has to criticize one of the greatest punters in the so, game. So I do think, we said it last week, I do think there's a little bit of maybe some sour grapes going on there. Um, but it was interesting. It certainly was one of the, the big topics back and forth between the two uh, last week when you missed that. It, so you were locked in at least to the punting game. That's the only the thing I really, know. Really, it was the holding game, not the punting game. That's it was the, the only thing I know <laughs> about what happened with the Chiefs while I was gone. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, but it was, it was a clean game in all three phases. And so I, I'm just curious if, if you're still saying, well, I don't feel very good after the, after the win and you're, you're worried and freaking out, like what, what can they, is there anything they can do before the postseason? Is it just because unfortunately the opponents are what the opponents are here down the stretch that you're, there, there's nothing that can happen in these final three games, now final two, that could make you feel better? Because again, I, I'm telling you that I don't suddenly think this defense is fixed and oh yeah, they're going to shut teams down. No, of course not. I'm going to need to see it as well against a playoff team, right? Maybe it's the Dolphins in the opening round. Maybe it's week two or the the divisional round of the playoffs uh, against Buffalo, against Cincinnati, whoever that may be. Um, But you can still acknowledge like this was a step forward, even if it is against the Seattle Seahawks team that is themselves trending a little bit in the wrong direction. They're still a seven-win football team, a team that up until three weeks ago, we all thought was going to find a way to sneak in as a wild card on the NFC side. So can you explain to me why it's this? I, I know that is it just the final margin? Because I know the Chiefs yeah. had a nail biter against the Texans. They covered, but, they covered against Seahawks. But that was a game against Houston where you did turn the ball over offensively, mm-hmm. but you held the Texans to 219 yards. But, like There's part of me that, and again, I didn't watch the game. It was, there's part of me that looks at that box score and I say, well, it feels like you kind of did your job because it doesn't look like Houston really moved the ball at all. Yeah, so that game was weird, Nick. I mean, because it was you, – you looked at a couple of the, the stats. You're like, Andy even said, he's like, it's a weird game. And he was I think he was completely right. You, you take a look. And the stats looked like a game where the Chiefs should have annihilated the Texans. But, of course, they didn't a couple weeks ago. And you missed – Carl Sheffers was once again a huge storyline uh, last week, Nick. Uh, and – it was to me one of those true games where you could pinpoint and say officiating was officiating was a big contributing factor to why that game was as close as it was against the Texans. So yeah, if you just box score watched 
the Texans game, I don't, I don't think it, it tells the full story of, of how that went down. So, yeah, you missed, yeah, the Texans game was the far more interesting game. It was much more of the sweat. Like, I, Just I don't, as I, we all would I, have expected, I, I, right? I don't, believe, I don't believe anybody, if they tell me they were truly nervous on Saturday uh, at, at halftime against Seahawks. Against the Texans, maybe you were, though, because of, of the, what, what was going on in that football game. Against Seattle, the Chiefs were – I don't care what anybody says. The Chiefs were in control of that football game from start to finish. I know there was a spurt offensively where the, the Chiefs on their first, what, three drive was it that they, they, they struggled offensively. But the defense uh, allowed you to be in firm control of that game. Geno Smith had like, what, 70 yards at halftime, if that. I mean, they, they, they had no nothing going offensively against Kansas City. So – it's kind of that weird game where it happens on, you know, in this case, it happened on a Saturday. It's already Tuesday, and it fe- feels like that's well in the rearview mirror. Uh, but now you get a Broncos team on Sunday who we all know what happened a couple weeks ago. And, and a Broncos team that now has an interim head coach. The Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett. He was done as soon as we all watched that Sunday night game. I guess it was Monday night against Seattle where some of us may have lost a good chunk of money and said from that point and forward, and Nick hated when I called him Coach Hack. He said it was terrible for me to say that. Uh, and but- don't don't call me out because Cody's the one who first <laughs> called you out on it, and he were, we weren't saying don't say it. They, we were, You know what? We're, it's the holiday season. Let's Coach not- Hack, though. Coach Hack. Coach Hack. Is- and it turns out he couldn't hack it, though. You he, he know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, that, though? I do know what you mean. Uh huh. He was done the minute they lost that game to Geno Smith in Seattle. The questionable decision uh, to kick a, what was it, a 62-yard field goal instead of trusting Russell Wilson. In a weird way, though, uh, maybe he knew something we didn't in terms of what Russell Wilson was going to be this season because he's been an absolute disaster. Christmas Day, the Broncos let Baker Mayfield and the Rams put up 51 points. I think there's a legitimate argument still to bench Russell Wilson for the rest of the season. We can get into that maybe uh, later in the week as the Chiefs get set to take on the Broncos. but what, what a dumpster fire the Broncos are. I mean, they had to get rid of Nathaniel Hackett, but the guy didn't even make it through the first season. We all knew he was going to be fired in three weeks. He couldn't even make it to week 18 of this season before they said, all right, enough is enough. We just got embarrassed again by the Rams, who have Baker Mayfield, who's still only been there for three weeks, and that offense destroyed what was the one good thing about that team still, which was the Broncos' defense. And we made a big deal about the Chiefs allowing the Broncos to put up the most points they had or their their defense and all this. Their defense just allowed the Rams to score 51 points on them. And if you're the Broncos organization, that's great. You can move on from the head coach. That's easy to do. Like coaching contracts aren't that big of a deal to get out of unless you're the Raiders and you don't have any money. So you're stuck with McDaniels. No quarterback, but you're stuck with them. I don't think they have much draft capital. People disagreed with me on Twitter yesterday. They said, what are you talking about? They have a first-round pick. You know what first-round pick the Broncos have? The 49ers' first-round pick in that Dolphins trade. You know what the 49ers? There's a chance maybe they're in the Super Bowl this year. So that pick's going to be 28-32 to most likely. That's the first-round pick. They don't have any second-round picks. They got a couple third-round picks. Their quarterback they're locked up with for at least three more years because of the cap hits. And I, I don't agree that Sean Payton can just walk in and fix Russell Wilson. Like, that's the dream. Harbaugh or Sean Payton's going to go there. There's going to be four or five openings because there are every year. If I'm Sean Payton or whoever you think is the top-tier candidate, why would I go to that situation? I just told you, you're stuck with Russell Wilson. You have no draft capital. Your finances there are a mess. Uh, the one thing that was strong for you was the defense, but they've, at this point in time, just completely given up. Remind me again, uh, how was the... 
How was the uh, capital situation in New Orleans when Sean Payton exited? Was it great? Did it was ha- not. It was oh, okay. not. Okay, so he's going to leave. He's going to get out of cap hell in New Orleans just to join a perhaps worse situation in Denver? I don't get it. There's, to me, what's, look at the openings right now. Carolina, uh, Indianapolis, Denver, and uh, am I missing a fourth one or is it just three? Well, uh, uh, you're just talking about ones that are currently Current, open. We know there's going to be other ones that yeah. are yeah, currently, right? Just three, is that right? Yeah. I mean, why would I go to Denver? I am also, oh, by the way, in the AFC West with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, who finally is going to actually play in a postseason game this year after clinching a playoff berth last night. Like, why, why would I want to join that division with that quarterback? I, I disagree with the notion that somebody can just come in and fix Russell Wilson. By fix, are we just talking about him becoming like a top 20 quarterback? Because the the top five, top ten stuff, that's gone forever. I'm not like, what glimpse have you seen this year to suggest that he ever gets back to that? I was I was holding out hope uh, for the first six weeks. Like, okay, let's see if they can at least get him serviceable. He's not serviceable. He's the worst quarterback in football right now. Well, and I think the the fallacy with Russell Wilson and the idea that he's just a good offensive coordinator or coach away from getting back to the level that he was playing at is that as if he was playing great last year, and then you'd say, okay, well, he broke a finger. It's like, okay, then let's go the year before that. It's been a steady decline over the last three or four years, which, looking at where he's at in his career, kind of makes sense, Gold. He's 34 years old, and I know it's really easy to point to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and say, well, these guys play... You know, late into their 30s, even into their 40s all the time and play at a high level. Yeah, they do. But more often than not, they don't. There's a reason why we, we're we in awe about what Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers do late in their career. Because most guys at that position don't do it. I think this is just the natural decline that you see from players at this position. And to think that a new OC all of a sudden is going to make that trend turn in the other direction seems a little far-fetched. I just think Daniel Hackett's been been the joke of the entire season along with Russell Wilson. It's again, it's easy to move on from a head coach. That's just easy. Like you're stuck with Russell Wilson. Uh, I just think more of the blame should certainly be on Russell Wilson, honestly, than anybody in the situation. Like Hackett was terrible, uh, but we all know like the real problem still is there. And it's Russell Wilson. It's just like the, the reason why you, you can't move on from it is because of your general manager that decided to go ahead and give him the extension. It'd be one thing if you just traded for Russell Wilson, which at the time, nobody should have known that Russell Wilson was going to be this bad. Let's be honest, if we're being fair. I mean, this is unbelievable, actually. We've never seen a quarterback go from what Russ was to the worst quarterback in football that starts for a team right now. So, okay, trading for him, fine. Nobody's going to fault you for that. Giving him the contract extension you did not have to give him is where they screwed up. If they didn't give him the extension, Nick, we'd be talking about like, okay, well, then they're just going to move on from him. Just move on and, all right, reset it. Still not great. You don't have a quarterback, but you're not screwed for three or would four years. Would he have cleared the trade? Like, would he have accepted the trade without promises of a contract extension? That I don't know. The, like, the, that, that's a good question. All I know is the extension did not get, get announced like the day he got traded, right? The extension came during, was it, I don't know if it was quite training camp, but it was, it was months later, I thought. I don't believe the extension came the day that they traded him. Sometimes you see that like coincide. I don't, I think there was a gap there. Now, maybe that was part of the agreement. I, that's a good question. People in Denver might have, you you were just in Denver. I mean, you're, you're a Broncos insider on this show. So I figured I was there for like, I figured you'd have it. I was there for like uh, 20 hours. And the whole time I was trying to book flights. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know if you saw I didn't, know, I didn't have a ton of time you to see run Hackett down to at mile the airport. Line. Did you guys cross paths? Maybe he we was in LA. But, you know, he's a nondescript looking guy. 
Although he kind of, I won't say he went Todd Haley, which was just completely not give a uh, an F at, at at the end. But he started. You notice Nathaniel Hackett did not have facial hair early in the season, and he started growing this goatee as a season. Like I, I think it was it was kind of going like if they would have hang on a lot on, of late nights at the office. I gold. think so. I think that's what was going on for Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, which he'll be back to being a coordinator somewhere next year. And Sweetbird is saying he should join the Packers for the remaining two games. I'm like, well, they're, they're rolling now. Why would I want to bring Nathaniel Hackett back for two games? That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I didn't really get it. I don't know about the whole benching Russ thing. I, I just, not to say that I think I, that there's a ton to gain by throwing him out there. I just, to me. Why not? No, no, I'm saying I don't think there's much to gain by playing him. I don't think there's much to gain regardless of what you do. The season is lost. Do you want to bench him and go for it? Like I think that? you should because I, I do think there is something. Like, it's such a mess. It's such a disaster there. And clearly the season has been horrific for him as a quarterback. Like, truly, like, just go ahead and end this season. Be done with it if you're Ross. And hope and pray that in the offseason you can completely reset this and try to get – really, you're you're, you're asking him – to get to the 15th or 20th best quarterback next year. And that's where you're at now. Yeah, it sucks. The cap hit is going to be what it is. But if you think that defense can be legit, you can actually be a wild card team getting 17th best quarterback play in the league with the defense that they have. Like, they, they can be a playoff team. Like, there, there's no reason that that can't happen. But he, the question is, do you believe whoever they hire can get Russ to being even that No, still? because, I mean, what has he shown you that he is willing to – Give an inch in terms of of controlling that offense. Go back to the end. I I, I feel like we talked about this yeah. a lot, but go back to the end of his time in Seattle. It wasn't just the power struggle between he and Pete Carroll. It was that he wanted to run the offense that he wanted to run. So Pete Carroll Let said, "Russ Cook, right? That was so, the whole thing." So what did Pete Carroll do? He said, "Go pick your offensive coordinator. You can have whatever play caller you want. You think I'm controlling? Go pick your offensive coordinator." What did he do? He went and hired, I believe it was uh, Schottenheimer from yeah, Brian Schottenheimer, right? from the Rams, right? He was the offensive coordinator, and maybe I've gotten the name wrong, but he hired the OC from the Rams. Comes in last year, his last year in Seattle, and Russ has statistically one of his worst seasons. Now, he got injured, but even before the injury, he wasn't playing well. So then he gets to Denver and gets to basically make this Frankenstein offense with Nathaniel Hackett. So I'm not putting this all on Russ, but it's just that he has controlled every inch of this. He has wanted more control the older he's gotten. If you go back to that Dan Patrick interview that he did, where he talked about the control that quarterbacks should have on personnel decisions and offensive philosophies, it's not as though Nathaniel Hackett came in with an offense and said, here's the playbook, Russ. This is what we're running. Russ said, no, I wanted, they, they did it together. They created this offense that incorporated some of what was going on in Seattle, some of what was going on in L.A. with Sean McVay, some of what was going on in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, and Russ is none of those guys. He is not an under-center play action, turn your back to the offense, because he's 5'4". Right. You can't do that. Yeah, which is why people brought up Sean Payton, because Sean Payton obviously worked with Drew Brees, who was a shorter quarterback as well. Uh, but Drew Brees is just far more talented quarterback than what Russell Wilson is. And, I mean, it got so bad where the, the Nickelodeon broadcast of that game happened so the Broncos Rams game was on Nickelodeon as well so if you had kids maybe you were watching and you had that on uh, when when one of the characters of Spongebob is clouding on you as a quarterback like that's we thought we thought it was over months ago but that's when it really has to end and my computer doesn't want us to hear from Patrick Second in the 
Wagon and the Broncos, and those are the big horsey uh, players. They have the ball, and they're going to see if they can find a way to move it. Oh, nice. And so what's happening? Oh, there's Russ Wilson. That's called a, 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 an interception. That's close. That's close. Bobby Wagner. Yeah, that's not what he wanted to cook. No, I think he burnt whatever he was cooking. <laughs> I mean, when SpongeBob characters are clowning you as a quarterback, whew, it's a new low. It is. It really is. We'll talk more about the Broncos firing Nathaniel Hackett and, they, and just what it tells you also about what the Chiefs have been able to do, which is uh, it'll be the fifth head coach the Broncos have had since Peyton Manning retired. We know the Chiefs have won seven straight AFC West titles. The Broncos have now had five head coaches or will have five head coaches uh, during that span. Dominance from Mahomes and Andy Reid, and it causes all kinds of issues for everybody else uh, in the AFC West. Uh, you, you're back from Germany, though. Happy to have you back. We mentioned a little bit, and we'll get to some of the questions that you have on the on the sports front as well. But like, how was it? You I, there weren't a ton of photos you were putting out. There was a couple of videos you were putting out. It felt like I, mean, I you took were, a lot of photos. I just didn't I didn't post everything. Okay. It felt like you were in Austria more than Germany. It's about half and half. I think it was like uh, f- six and one, five and the other. But yeah, we were. We went from Munich, which is obviously in Germany. Uh, went to uh, Nuremberg, also in Germany. Then we went over to Salzburg, small town right on the border there in Austria. And then we went to Vienna, which is all the way on the other side of Austria. So it was about half and half. They're very similar. You wouldn't. Did you pick up German? You flew it now? No, I didn't speak. The beautiful part about going to those countries is everybody speaks English. And even if you try to speak German to them, they will speak English back to you <laughs> because they don't want to hear your terrible, broken <laughs> German, which is perfect. So. Yeah. The language barrier really isn't difficult unless you're on, like, public transit and there's, like, a PA guy. You're trying to figure out what stop to get off on. But it's pretty it's pretty easy because most places there do speak English unless you're in, like, if you're far away from city center and you're in, like, a smaller borough at, like, a typical Bavarian place. Uh, ate enough schnitzel for probably the next say. seven years. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you have it every day? No, I didn't have that much schnitzel. We went to a lot of different... We didn't just eat Bavarian food. You know, we ate a lot of... We ate some Italian food. Did you finally... You said before you went on the trip, and I assume you took care of this, because they, they have them over there, I would imagine. You, you've said multiple times on the show you've never had a McDonald's hamburger. I figured you picked yeah. Germany to have your first McDonald's hamburger. Did not. Did not no. have... Uh, did not have McDonald's while I was there. But we did have a lot of different cuisines. I mean, the... Dude, the street food is insanely good and it's just like you know it's bratwurst different types of sausages their main i thought bratwurst were going to be the main thing but really it's this sausage that they have like swiss cheese on the inside and they just serve it stuff the sausage with cheese yeah i'm going to tell you something now that i think everybody (laughs) needs to hear oh boy first off they love hot dogs as much as we love hot dogs like it's one thing no no bratwurst right but they call them like, hot dog is the style. When you put it in a bun, like, some, sometimes they'll dice them up, and you can have bratwurst that way, just, like, diced. Well, we've, we, we, you've been established as the glizzy gladiator right. in, on this show. They have these little things at their at the truck, at the food trucks, right? Or the stands. Because we went to all these Christmas, we went to, like, 15 Christmas markets. That was the whole reason <laughs> we went there. And they're, they're amazing. They're incredible, and they're beautiful. But they have these things with these metal rods sticking up. And they just take a bun. It's not even been sliced yet, right? It's just a big piece of bread, and they just shove it on the rod. It sticks a hole up in it, and then you stick the dog in there. 
And I said, why do you guys do it like that? Why don't you eat them like that? And he said, well, because then the sauce would get everywhere. So they put the sauce inside the bun. Wait, wait, wait. So there's injecting, essentially, or no? Well, they inject the, no, they, like, so they stick the, rod, the, the bun on the rod, right? <laughs> so now there's a big hole in the bun. Okay. Stick the dog in there, uh-huh. and then squirt the the mustard or whatever yeah. whatever condiment you want down there. They eat a lot of horseradish there. I had a lot yeah. of horseradish. Yeah. I was a horseradish convert. If it wasn't a horseradish now guy, like, now you like now horseradish? I'm a horseradish really? guy. So that you know that happened. That is breaking news. Okay. Um, and uh, also, really weird thing happened. Only had like one bowel movement the first seven days I was oh, there. Well, so that so was weird. So you were constipated the whole trip. Uh, yeah, and then so yeah. had to you know yeah. medically take care of oh, that. Oh. I don't know what was going on. I think my body was just like, wait a minute. So you and Aaron Rodgers have something in common Well, I think my body, yeah, I didn't know enemas, but my body was like, wait a minute. Now you're eating dinner at 5 a.m. Kansas time? Like, this is kind of weird. Also, bidets at all the hotels. I figured I mean, that was just, when the BMs did start coming, it was, you know, glorious. So you're going to get one of the, what is it, like, my tushy or whatever things that you can get on your toilet? You should. You can buy one of those. We actually, the group, there was another couple, there was two other couples we were with, and, uh, it was a really heated debate about oh. about bidets and whether or not you've seen the SNL skit on the bidets, right? If you no. haven't, you should watch it during the break. You'll enjoy it now that. Are you, you just, pro or anti? We I've never used one in my life. So. Okay, so on the fence. But uh, yeah, but you should look up SNL skit. Right. The bidet. Zach Galifianakis is part of that skit. Okay. You should you should cool. check that out. All right, coming up next though, uh, Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider. We'll see how his Christmas was. Is Mike White the savior for the Jets, and who does he think the Chiefs should want to avoid come playoff time? Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, joining Cody and Gold. Hey, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning, let me tell you that. It's your 2022 VinFL Insider. Are his hands going to get any bigger? Royals first baseman, Vinny Pasquantino. As a uh, potential future Chiefs fan, we hate the Broncos. Oh, it's Broncos week yet again, Vinny. Broncos week, uh, and there's plenty to get into with the Denver Broncos, considering Daniel Hackett uh, was fired yesterday by the Denver Broncos, but Vinny, happy holidays, man. I uh, hope you had a great Christmas. How, how was Christmas? What was the, what was the game plan like for that? It was uh, it was a really nice Christmas, but you know, first I gotta, I gotta mention our sponsor Odyssey. Uh, make sure you guys go listen to them uh, anytime. Download the app, listen to the <laughs> podcast. What a time. That's know? right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Christmas was great. I went up to Ohio. Um, got to watch a football game last Thursday night. That's how I started my Christmas. And then moved on into the actual holiday itself and got to spend some time with my future in-laws, which was fantastic. And then somehow I was able to board a Southwest flight <laughs> on Sunday night and got home. It was only delayed five hours, so I'm, I'm very thankful that somehow I was able to get on one. I think I was one of the only people in the country that was able to get on a Southwest flight. Um, so that happened. And then 
you know, it was a little late to my own Christmas. The kids were asleep, my nieces, when we got back. So I had to go back over yesterday and complete Christmas. But, you know, it's a, it's a fun holiday that you get to spend around your family, and that's what's important. Yeah, so. I would say you are fortunate that you got a, you got on a flight out. What a mess the traveling has been for, for everybody over the last couple of days and, and maybe the rest of the week as well. Now, wait, you were, Thursday, weren't you going to be at the Jets game? Are you, in a way, thankful you didn't make it, considering how that thing went? I think they would have probably tried to pluck me out of the crowd to uh, go make something happen on the right. field, and I would have obliged. Yeah. So, yeah, probably good, probably good uh, that I wasn't there. But, you know, disappointed at the same time. I was taking my mom up. We were going to go on the field again. Um, so that was disappointing. But, you know, things happened. I was just thankful to be able to get home from Christmas because, you know, white Christmases are great. That's what we all want, right? But it makes travel a little bit tough uh, when you're trying to fly out that night. Now, Mike White, uh, he, he looks like he's back, right? He's, he's healthy, got finally cleared by the doctors. Is, the, is he the savior here for the Jets? Because you guys got to win out and still need some help, right? If the Patriots lose one of their next two games, which are against the Dolphins, who we'll talk about in a little bit, and the Bills, and the Jets win out, they're in. Um, so it's really not that much help that they need. It is a little bit of help, but it, um, they go up to Seattle on Sunday, and uh, I'll actually be in Seattle this week. I won't be at the game, but I am going to Seattle this week. I'm thinking about extending my trip by a day and going to the game. We'll see what happens. I feel like um, you have to now at this point. It's a huge I, game. If Saturday was not New Year's Eve, we, I'd probably be having a different discussion. But, you know, um, yeah. So, yeah, Mike White comes back. Mike White comes back, and, you know, the boys are buzzing. And that's what it's all about. Vinny, are you a big New Year's Eve guy? Like, do you like to do it up for New Year's Eve? Is that why no, I can't? I cannot remember the last time I did something on New Year's Eve. If I'm being completely honest, so I'm only coming back to spend it with my fiance because you know I want to start the new year right. Uh, you know, with her, with her, my dog, and we'll probably just be at my house. We'll probably already be asleep if I had to guess. We go to sleep <laughs> relatively early, but you know, you never know. Maybe I'll end up finding my way on Broadway or something. We're talking to our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. He joins us every Tuesday on Cody and Gold. I mentioned the Broncos, who the Chiefs are going to face again on Sunday. This go-around, it'll be at Arrowhead, but the Broncos firing Nathaniel Hackett. I, I assume you expected at some point he probably would be fired, but where, where do they go from here, man? Because I, I don't know how, the, how anybody can think they can fix rust at this point. Yeah, it's a tough scene. I, I actually felt a little bit bad for Russell Wilson when he was talking to his offensive lineman because he had the ball covering. Like, you're kind of taught to cover your mouth if you're going to have especially like a serious conversation with people. But I can see how that, you know, just go talk to the guys. Um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, if I had to guess, he's going to be in Green Bay by the end of the week. That's what it sounds like. You know, that's what my sources yeah. are telling me. But, yeah. you know, you know, we are a KC radio network. Let's get into the Chiefs a little bit, huh? They're a really good football team. How about them? Yeah, what, what are you thinking now? I don't know if you caught much of the game because I know it was Seattle – but that was the best I felt after a Chiefs win in about five weeks, Vinny. Well, I don't know if, if other KC natives would agree with you because based off of my Twitter feed, people were upset. <laughs> and then I don't know if you saw my tweet, but, um, you know, I see a bunch of complaining on Twitter and then I go check the score and they're up by two touchdowns. So I wasn't really sure what was going on. But a win is a win and the team is 12-3 and three and looking good going into the playoffs. So I, I, I'm really happy. 
I'm really happy if I'm a Chiefs fan right now. If you are the Chiefs, though, or a Chiefs fan, who's the, the wild card team maybe that you don't want to see? Let's say the Chiefs don't end up getting the one seed and the Chiefs are end up being the two. I mean, right now it looks like they could be playing the Dolphins, maybe your Jets if things go right, maybe the Patriots even. It looks like it's going to be an AFC East team. So <laughs> the only – this is going to sound like <laughs> me being a homer. Well, I guess – the Patriots and the Jets both have, like, top defenses in the league. So, I guess you wouldn't want to see them necessarily. But, you know, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm, I, I, I would be uh, welcoming any challenge that comes my way in Arrowhead Stadium. There's a chance, I guess, at some point, maybe uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars could, could factor into this whole conversation as well. Uh, Nick had been all about Trevor Lawrence for a while, uh, and now it, it's coming true here. The Titans are falling apart. The Jags are in position to win this AFC South. Are you taking them seriously? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's only three teams I'm actually taking seriously in the AFC right now, uh, and that kind of depends on the health of Lamar, too, maybe a fourth. But I'm really only taking three teams seriously. And, you know, everybody knows who those teams are, the Chiefs, Bills, and the Bengals. So we'll see what happens. Uh, To be honest, if I was a betting man, I would like the Chiefs. But out of those three teams, because I I have a sneaking suspicion that if they see the Bengals in the playoffs, they're going to take care of business because it just feels like the momentum's on the Chiefs' side right now, and they're just a really good team. And I think they're – I'm picking the Chiefs to make it to the Super Bowl. All right, Vinny, I'm surprised to hear you say that about Jacksonville, though, because, you know, they're led by Trevor Lawrence, who's the most prolific long-haired quarterback in the NFL. If anybody's <laughs> watching on our stream right now, they see the headshot of you from your Old Dominion days when you had the long curls. You have hinted that you're going to bring the long hair back, and don't you think, as somebody who has rocked the long hair, may rock the long hair in the future, you should be more supportive of athletes with long hair? Uh yeah, so first off, I cut my hair, so that dream is dead. Wow. Um, I've never hit well with long hair before, and that you know that kind of factors into everything is I'd like to hit well this year. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and stick with short hair. But, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been playing really, really well. The problem is, is like we just talked about, he's got a three-headed monster in front of him, and I think Jacksonville fans would agree they want to see him do something in the playoffs, and I don't think that they would be confident in him facing any of those three teams. But they will have a wild – they'll have a game at home. If they make the playoffs, they will have a game at home. Couple so more, yeah. that's exciting in Jacksonville. Yeah, Vinny, a couple more minutes with Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider. Uh, you mentioned Miami a couple minutes ago. Tua, this news coming out yesterday, once again he's in concussion protocol. I mean, this potentially is three concussions – in this season nobody knew it at the time he played the rest of that game he looked bad the rest of the game after the hit that everybody's kind of keeping an eye on here like like you're around sports you're around injuries a lot I know concussions are kind of a different animal here but looking at what's going on there like one I don't know how he plays the rest of this season and I think even retirement is a real conversation that has to be had if you're Tua it's tough especially when it comes to head injuries um and from what I've seen he reported it himself this morning um, or yesterday morning. Uh, it's just uh, it's tough. That's why they're supposed to have people watching at all times. I mean, obviously that hit was kind of – it wasn't really a hit. It was a fall. Uh, but you would think somebody was would be watching that and could see it, and his play clearly dipped after that hit happened. I mean, there's statistical evidence that shows that things happened that didn't happen in the first half that happened after that hit. So 
it's tough. And, you know, I feel for Tua because injuries are tough from any means. And he's a guy who's been injured quite a bit. And it, it just really sucks. So I hope, I hope he's okay. I hope he, for his sake, he can uh, play again. But if it's not okay for him to play again, I just hope he's healthy. So, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. And I think everybody kind of feels that same sentiment. So hopefully he's okay. And hopefully, best case scenario, he gets back out there. But more importantly, hopefully he's just okay. Lastly, Vinny, you you were tweeting with some people over the weekend uh, and somehow I think your high school days got brought up and you sent out a photo. And I don't know if this was a a high school play, a high school musical. Did you did you do some acting back in the day? Yeah, I'm a thespian, guys. Uh, That's just a fact. (laughs) Um, I've always been involved in the theater. When I was in sixth grade, I was Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit, the lead of the school play, whatever. The lead. Um, Okay. Yeah, the lead. No big deal. Wait a minute. Isn't isn't Bilbo Baggins short, Vinny? Yeah, I was tiny. I did not grow. It, for any for any kids out there that might be listening to this, I did not grow until my junior year of high school. So I was probably 5'10", something. Not that 5'10 short by any means. Average height, guys. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I did not hit a growth spurt until my junior year of high school when I, you know, got to 6'4". And, yeah, and when I was a junior in high school, I was Arthur. I was uh, in the school play Dracula and. No big deal. I got to kiss two girls on stage, whatever. Um, and, yeah, I was the love interest in the school play, and I got compared to McConaughey at one point. So, I mean, anytime you can get compared to him, you're just in a really good spot. And I, theater was awesome. Like, I loved acting in the school plays and, and being around. And Those are some of my most fond memories just because of what a, what a production. Like, to put on a production is just a really cool thing, and to be able to do that in high school and middle school was was really really special why didn't you keep pursuing acting like when did the switch from acting to baseball occur um so that's why i actually stopped was because of baseball there was a few tournaments in the fall that i needed to be at for recruiting purposes and i wasn't able to the schedules just never aligned so i could only do it like in the fall and winter but then once i got older and recruited recruiting started taking over it's like all right i have to be at these events if i want to like play in college and <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, that's when it, that's when it really took over was when baseball took over my entire life. So you, I mean, it seems like, I don't want to like, you know, feels like a decent choice at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to (laughs) say, making it in the big leagues, probably, it probably worked out just fine, uh, for you. Now uh, that means you're probably the most credentialed on, on, on the team when it comes to acting though. Like, no, but that's a legit fact you can bring up. Is there anybody else, any of your teammates you think are actually anywhere near the same level as you when it comes to theater? Ooh. No, probably not. I can't imagine anybody is. So that's a, that's a, a notch in my belt there that I'm that I'm very proud to wear. <laughs> Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider. Appreciate the insight, man, and uh, we'll check in next week. Yep, sounds good, guys. Always good talking. There you go, Vinny Pasquantino here on Cody and Gold. I understand he was very excited that Nick was back as well from Germany. That's what you, you told me. He was thrilled that you were back. I got a very uh, exuberant let's go. Yeah. You're back. Yeah. When he answered the phone. So, you know, lead, feels good. in the feels, high school play. Feels good to have been missed, you know? I hope, I hope you're feeling that vibe today, Nick. You gave me a similar, you I, gave me I a similar response I hope you're when feeling, you walked in today. I hope you're feeling the love from the listeners. I better enjoy too. it today because tomorrow, <laughs> it's just another Wednesday, you know? <laughs> That's right. Tomorrow, people go back to being very critical of you on the text line or whatever. Today, everybody's. Oh, it could happen. Got today. A little, no, it's, it's still it early, is man. It's only the, the 10 o'clock hour of the show. That's, that's a fair point as well. Like you, you have been gone, so it's been a little while since you've had a chance. I, I would imagine you have a laundry list of notes. 
All right, so these are notes. These are notes that I was taking throughout my time in Germany and mm. Austria, but these are more questions that I have because scant on the details, you know, I didn't have time to really dig deep on a lot of things. So I'm just going to sort of pepper you with a few things okay. and you take them where you want to. Uh, KC Wolf robbed a bank. Am I getting that oh, correctly? Man. You, dude, you, you honestly miss one of my favorite stories we've ever had on this show. It's an all-timer. Chief Saholic, super fan. People were freaking out, Nick, that he was missing on Twitter, as in he wasn't tweeting for three days. Wait, wait, people were so yes. ahead of ahead of finding yes, out that yes. he had robbed a bank. People uh, were freaking out. Yeah, people were texting on the show saying, "How come you're not mentioning? We're trying to find this guy." People were really concerned about his well-being. This okay, was a real can, thing. Can I ask you a question? And I'm not trying to be like, oh, no, we probably do. We made plenty of jokes last well, week. Well, I'm not so trying to be good. a d-bag like. Yeah. I, did you know who this guy? Because I'd never heard of right, him. Right, right. I was I had never followed the guy on Twitter. If that's what you're asking, so because like when I heard he about Chief Superfan, yeah, he wears a wolf I, costume. I didn't even I didn't even recognize the costume or right. anything. Well, because you know there's so many different yeah. Superfans. Like I just didn't yeah. know. So yeah, people were legit worried, and then yeah, Nick had come come to find out he was in jail because he allegedly robbed a bank outside of Tulsa on the way down to the Chiefs, Texas. So he was driving to Houston and thought, like, yeah. do you think it was planned? Yeah. So he knew all along I'm going to stop at this bank and rob it. <laughs> I, I I would assume and so. And so it sounds like he I don't, dude, robs do you, many do you, banks. Do you, just, do you just drive around and say, you know what? Today's, that looks like a gap bank that could get taken. Today's the first time in my life that I'm going to rob the bank. I don't know if he's robbed other banks or anything, but we do know there's a, there's a, there's a past history people dug up of, like, this guy's had some theft throwing, and other throwing things. Throwing around a lot of money, too. Theft, well, yeah, $80,000 bet on the Chiefs-Bills game. He's got hundred grand on the line still if Mahomes wins MVP and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. <laughs> he, might need, yeah. he might need that cash. Might need what, that bail money. How old is he? Uh, like our age? What did, someone looked at, was 28 maybe, something like that? I don't know he's the exact. 28? I don't know the exact age, but, yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I still have more questions, but uh, we have more topics to get to. Uh, World yeah. Cup. Yeah. That was cool, huh? <laughs> uh, you you were overseas. I would imagine your your atmosphere for watching it in Germany yeah, had been pretty a, cool. I was at a, an Irish pub in Munich, and it was lit. I bet. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, that World Cup was the final was an all-timer. It, does, it doesn't get any better than that. So I imagine watching it in a, in a country that lives and dies by soccer. Yeah. Uh, in they Germany were not too. rooting for France. No. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't seem seems to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the political relations are between those two countries, but at least in terms of s- soccer fans, uh, they didn't seem to be very pro France. But sounds about right. An Argentinian bar that I guess we stumbled upon. Okay. In Munich, so that was a great game. That was incredible watching that one. Another question I have for you that I needed. A, I need a legit answer on. Okay. Is Jerick McKinnon just like a yeah, superstar now or something? Like, what's going on? I leave for two weeks, yeah. I come back, and he's the best running back in football. He is is important. He is one of the most important players right now on offense, which is wild to say. So you say right now? Yeah, because I I remember the reason why I say right now uh, is because last year, if you remember, after the wild card game against the Steelers, and right around that time, we we're all like, oh man, he's going to be this huge secret weapon, and then he kind of really didn't do anything in the postseason, but. We all know all year he's been this great asset as a pass protector. But in the last four or five weeks, he is now a huge part of the passing game. And he's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, no, he's, it's, it's, a, it's a real thing. I, I hope it continues in the playoffs. But he is a very important piece of the passing game now. Yeah, I just kept like – because I couldn't watch any games over there. Turns out my DirecTV app <laughs> – 
or my uh, sorry, my Red Zone app doesn't. There wasn't a. There had to have been some bars that for NFL games. No, I know the time difference. We got no. lucky once. I got lucky one time. We we were, the Chiefs might be playing there next we were year. At some, we were at some pub and they had. It, I don't know. I think it was, was it Sunday night. It was so tough because it was late at night, but it was the Bucks Bengals game, the one where the Bucks got a big Bengals yes. come back and win. Yeah. It was late, so I figured it was Sunday Night Football, but then I realized the time change. It was probably just an afternoon game. That was the only NFL game that I saw on any TV while I was over there. Oh, that kind of sucks. The Bucks. Well, I I mean, that's interesting. The Bucks game. Do you think that's because the Bucks played in a lot Germany? Of the games were at, a think, lot of the games were at 2 a.m. Yeah, so, I mean, is it because of the timing, or do you think because the Bucks played in Germany this year, and so they're just going all in on the Bucks? I have no idea. I have no Chiefs, idea. Chiefs, there's a very good but they chance don't, but the like, Chiefs here's will the play thing. there next Unless year. you're going to pubs, like Irish pubs, they don't have a ton of TVs at their bars. So they're like breweries where they're more like, yeah. you know, where a lot of breweries, you know, they don't have TV. There's a lot of breweries that don't want to have TVs. They don't want Yeah, to I mean, and I'm sure there are plenty of pu- – I'm sure there are plenty you of places to go. You go down to the Buffalo Wild Wings or but something, that's why you know? We, that's why we had to go to an Irish pub to watch the World Cup game is because that's the only place we knew would have hmm. – Games on. All right, and so the last thing here. No before, B-dubs over there? No, no I didn't, didn't stumble upon uh-huh. any, any Buffalo Wild Wings or Jeffersons over there huh. in Germany. So uh, I wanted to do something, and you kind of already ruined it by what? being so forthcoming. No, I'm actually giving you a compliment. Uh-oh. Backhand a compliment, maybe. I was ready to come in here and tap dance all over your grave hmm. that I was right. Oh, Yes. About the Jags. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Nana, kind nana, of. boo, boo. Kind of. Nope. The Jaguars are great. Kind of. The Titans suck. I'll they, say this. they are winning the division. They're going to the playoffs. Uh, and I feel like I was so ready to like just hammer you with that, but then you mentioned it before I could even get to it. Well, so look, you 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 certainly have it looks like the right idea of that division. Uh, you said the I Jags. had my pulse on my finger on the pulse of I will the say, AFC though, South all year just, long. Just remember this audio right here. That the, they still, the Jags still have time to screw this thing no, up. No, 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 no. That so, is not a team that screws things you, up. That's you, a team that wins things. I will give you credit. I will give you credit. You were correct on the Jags if they won the division, which is not a sure thing. But also, I will say you're right. I did not. If you meant that I could not predict the Titans losing their final seven games in a row, and I could not predict Ryan Tannehill getting hurt, you're right. You mm. were correct. Huh? I forget sometimes that you're a mere mortal. You know, I sometimes I forget. But do you think the Jags can actually win a playoff game, though? If they let's say they win the division and they're going to have to no matter like this week's games for the Jags and Texans truly don't matter. They they both can lose. It really the the Titans are going to lose the Cowboys probably on Thursday and the Jags could lose the Texans. It still doesn't matter. It's going to come down to week 18. Whoever wins that game is going to win that division. If the Jags host a playoff game, let's say it's against the five seed Ravens or five seed Cincy. Can they win? I think they could beat the Ravens. Yeah, I think they could beat anybody because if Trevor Lawrence is playing like this, he's playing like a top five quarterback. And when you have one of those, you have a shot against anyone. We saw this last year with the uh, the Bengals, who obviously are a better team than the Jags. I'm not yeah. I'm not comparing those two, but when you have a quarterback playing at an elite level, it can negate a lot of shortcomings that you have as a team. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is capable of playing like this all year, but right now. Yeah. Looks great. He is playing like a top five quarterback in the NFL. So if he plays like that, yeah, I think they have a chance there, to beat anyone. Yeah, there's a chance that the Titans-Jags game could be the final regular season game of the year. They might flex that one because it could be for the division, therefore a playoff spot. All right, coming up next, Aaron Ladd. He just texted me. He's outside. Aaron Ladd from 41 is going to talk some football with us, including Tua. And what's going on with the Dolphins? They have more problems with this than any other team in the league. We'll get to that next. 
You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.